What's good, podcast? Drake Talks coming at you live with another episode. Now, today we have a special guest, my boy Wes Salee. I'm going to let him introduce himself and say where he's from and what he does. What's up, everybody? My name is Wesley. Um, I am a friend of Drake's. I'm from L.A. in California, but I recently moved up to Oregon. And uh, I do a few different things. I originally started as an automotive technician working for Mercedes and transitioned over into stock trading and now have just added to my list of hustles and recently started doing reselling. So, uh, yeah, that's all, that's all for me. Go right on, boy. And so today we're actually going to do something a little different. So, um, you know, recently on this collabs on this little series, I've been doing like the reselling with Drake talk series. It's been all members from team flip flip and Wesley is not a part of that, um, group, but he is, you know, a, a damn good reseller and he's only been doing it for like a few months and it's been actually really crazy seeing, um, you know, the progress and shit. But anyways, he's actually going to, uh, ask me some questions that maybe some of you guys had and you know this is a different format different approach that we're going to take but you know i'm kind of i'm ready for it i love getting questions and stuff and uh see what we can come up with so yeah fire fire some at me man all right boy you ready so yeah. let's see so first off i want to start off by asking what is a typical day a typical routine if you do have one typical routine so i wake up at um, like 8 a.m. I've been trying to like see what time works best for me. Uh, I've been wake. I woke up at like 7:30, 7 o'clock, um, and those times were it just didn't work well for me with like my sleep patterns and stuff. So I found that waking up at 8 a.m. works best for me. And then I get up, you know, check my notifications, see if any sales have happened, and I go up to my computer, um, and then just start, you know, checking stuff out, seeing what the stock market's doing seeing um you know reading emails checking out team flip flip discord and then i will just you know do like cross listing or list a ton of stuff that i need to do or pack orders until i have class because i have classes in the morning so i'll do those Mm -hmm. and then after that i will go you know thrifting sourcing and then i will list all that stuff and that's basically a typical day it doesn't get it's actually really spontaneous so if one day I wake up and I want to go drive two hours to go thrifting, I'll do that, you know, so right. pretty so spontaneous. Do you, do you then, do you, do, your, do you try to go thrifting every day or do you have specific days where you do or don't go thrifting? So if I'm, if I already have a ton of stuff that I picked up from thrifting, you know, like a few days earlier and I still need to like get caught up on like taking pictures and listing them all, I will do all that before I go out sourcing again. But I do try to go thrifting every day because I'm thinking like, all right, like maybe I, I, I can go out even though I still have to list stuff. But if I go out, um, I may be able to find some more gold that if I didn't right, go out right. that I would miss on. It's almost like the FOMO, but not uh-huh. as bad. Right. Well, you always want to look out for the best things you can find and things mm-hmm. come into those places every day. I know yep. that from from my local spot at least because I have, I have a Goodwill that's five minutes away. So I go there. I go there often because I have a lot of free time and it's five minutes mm-hmm. away and I find new things every day that they're just constantly putting in and out. So I definitely, I definitely understand that going as often as you can. And you never want to miss something, you know? Right, right. I mean, so me, me personally, I have um, this Goodwill here in Oregon. We have a different colored tag that's 50% off every week and that changes on Sundays. So Sunday is pretty crazy, but I do go Sunday evening when everybody's gone 
Um, and I also go on Monday when nobody is there. And that's also like, it's, it's a hit and miss because sometimes I don't know if I miss everything from everybody going to pick everything up or if there's just a lot there or not a lot there. But you know what? That, that's what I found was like the best for me. So me, me personally, I always like going on Sundays and Mondays to the Goodwills. But I do understand going every day trying to find the good gold, the good stuff yep. that just, just popped right in overnight, you know? It's almost like a routine to get in uh, to where you go and hit like a few of them each day. Even if you go on just for like five minutes, because if you're going in every day, you start to like memorize the store's layout. And if something's moved like five feet, you'll know it's, it's pretty wild. Right. right. Yeah. Cause there's, there's definitely some things I see that have been there since I first went yeah. like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like you, cool. you start noticing those kind of things. And then if you see like a new rack, that's never been there, you fucking run to that shit. And you're like right, digging right. through it. Right. So then as far as your items go, then when you do go, are you, have you found that you're now a little more pickier with what you pick up now that you've done this for a little bit, or do you still kind of, um, just pick anything and like, like, tell me how your process goes as far as picking and choosing items. So when I go, I've found a lot of luck selling like jackets and sweatshirts because the margins from like, so my local thrift store is usually the one um, that's like the mom and pop shop. It's a super local one. It's mm-hmm, not like a Goodwill. Mm-hmm. It's not like Salvation Army. It's like a, it's local. It's one location here. Right. And the prices are like absurdly cheap. Like the sweatshirts are like three bucks. Sometimes they're a dollar. All the t-shirts mm-hmm. are one dollar. And they Pretty got good. some bangers over there. So I love going there. Um, and I pick up uh, sweatshirts and jackets first before everything else. Just because I like stocking up on them, they're super cheap, and for me personally, I just love um, cool clothes. You know? Yeah, I see you sell a lot of jackets over on your on your stores. On your yeah, posts, I, mean, I see it. It's just fun. I just like looking at different jackets and just seeing what I can find. You know, it's so right. almost like uh, satisfying that personal um, that personal side of me to where I can find a cool jacket. You know, that Stuff satisfies that you, me. that you actually like that you enjoy. For sure. But it's also right. got some resale too. Of course, you gotta make some money, you know. Hell yeah. Well, okay. So then, as far as uh, picking your clothes out go, do you have specific stores that you do go to for those things, or are you kind of open to everything, but you pay more attention to what they have and prices and so so on? So I go to every store. So I go to like you know Goodwill, the local mom and pop, um, all those, except for Salvation Army and my just just in my city because. Their prices are absurd, you know. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. also found in other areas, too, that all the Salvation Armies in my area, like, even, like, two hours away, three hours away, they're That's all they just are. out. Yeah, they're all just priced stupid high, and mm-hmm. I stay away from those. And you only know that from all this time now, right? From all the experience of going to these different stores and, and price-checking everything, and that's just been from time, right? Absolutely. Like so if people go to a thrift store five times and then they're like, Oh, I haven't found anything. These prices suck. Or, you know, those kind of like stupid attitudes. Like I'm not going there anymore. Like, dude, you've been there five times. Like <laughs> yeah, switch it like, up a little bit. Like for real. Like if you're going to go five times and complain, you haven't found anything. You can't talk until you've gone there at least a hundred times. All right. So since you're in a smaller town, how do you determine how far you're willing to go or where you go? Do you, do you pick areas that are more have more stores around them, or do you just go anywhere and everywhere that you can find a store that's that's in your area? 
For like uh, like my trips, like an hour plus away. Yeah, because I see you do I see you do those trips quite often, where you go mm-hmm. at least an hour away. I'm just wondering if you go to any store, or are you kind of planning it out where you can hit as many as you can, and you only so, go to those areas. So I planned it out. Um, when I first started, like the first trips I made, I basically just looked up Goodwill and I just went. Like oh. I had no <laughs> And so basically, I just established a, a route that I hit in those cities, like the bigger cities, um, mm-hmm. from trial and error. So if I go to a store and it's it sucks, I will just you know I will take that out of my list and I'll never go back there again. Got it, got it. And then from there, so. Of course, over time, from going to all these places, now mm-hmm. you know what's good, what's not good, and you got a system oh, yeah. set up, right? Yeah, Yeah, you know what's a banger and you know what's not, and you always got to take note of it. Because if you don't, you'll end up going to these places again and wasting your time again. And Yeah, I've been to some places in my area, because I've got quite a few, I'm not going to lie, over here mm-hmm. in Oregon. There's, there's quite a few, um, like even small thrift stores and Goodwills, and some of them are good, some of them are really bad. Yeah. Some of them have like nothing in there, and there's others that are really overpriced, and I haven't I haven't gone back since. So yeah, you ever you ever that. showed up to one, and it's like a it's like a storage unit, and it's basically just like construction stuff. Yeah, there's a what's it? What's it it's like re- restore for humanity yeah. or something. Like that. Yep. I went in there for the first time. I was like, it's, you know, it's kind of cool in here, but everything's super expensive. Mm-hmm. And then they have it's kind of like a mini Home Depot, like a Salvation Army Home Depot. Like, yep. They just have all, a whole bunch of building materials tile wood like uh, i'm not gonna buy that i'm not reselling that but yep i haven't gone back there since because it was very overpriced for everything else they had too so Mm -hmm. let me ask you this then how do you determine what's a good price on something is that also from just going there like as far as besides the shirts and jackets i know you already got that down when you find a new item what what do you use to determine the pricing on it? If it's a good price, if it's too much, if it's just about right? How how do you do that? Where do you go for that? Um, when you say a new item, are you talking like so something that you yeah. haven't sold before? Okay. Um, man, I just like if it's under ten bucks and it flips for over like twenty, I'll pick it up. But I I also have to you also have to factor in how often it sells. Um, how much it'll cost the ship and roughly like the fees associated with it. Right. So how you do, are you just doing all this off of like checking comps on eBay or yeah. Mercari or stuff like for people that, for people that don't know how you do it, what's your process as far as like checking pricing goes? So every, like a lot of people will check like um, the certain platforms that they're going to sell on. So if they're selling this item that they're, that they're potentially going to pick up on Poshmark, they will look on Poshmark for those, you know, sold comps to make sure um, it's been selling at this price. But me, I use eBay for every single thing. I don't look at Poshmark comps. Maybe that's um, a bad thing, but it's just what I've found uh, to work in my system. So and why is that? What, what makes it different for you? Um, I just never like looking at Poshmark for comps because they're all over the place. And I found that with my, the way I take my pictures, the way I use my descriptions, that I can get more money than the others. I'm 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 really confident that I can um, make bigger sales than the others on Poshmark due to my, um, you know, my pictures and my descriptions mm-hmm. and my customer service. I just know I'm a lot better than other sellers. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've seen you sell some stuff for pretty pricey. Where I was like, I didn't think it would sell for that much. It's jackets yeah. for like eighty bucks and stuff. I'm like, man, that's yeah. Sometimes good. I I just list high, man, and then you just take those offers and. 
the thing is a lot of people aren't aren't willing to sit on some stuff and I'm I'm willing to sit and be a storage unit in order to make uh <laughs> I yeah. am so okay when you go to sell the item then how do you determine your pricing on the item I Matt, so I will look at the solds so say I'm selling a uh a jacket and I see it's sold for 40 bucks plus 10 shipping so like 50 total it's mm. sold for 35 plus 20 shipping so like 55 but say it's sold for like 30 like a low ball like super crazy and but that one was in crappier condition than mine i will match my condition to the one that sold um the most so like say okay. the one that sold for 50 um is the closest to what my condition is to whereas the one that sold for like 60 is in nicer condition I won't ask 60. I'll probably ask 50. I just match it. So given what you can see and who's bought what and the condition it's in. Yep. Yeah. So I just match my condition and then match that price. Six. So let me ask you, what do you do on your slow days? When you, when you go thrifting or if you, let's say you went thrifting already, you picked up all these clothes, you already got them up. Um, there's nothing to do. Maybe it's you're snowed in. What are you, what are you going to do on these days where you're not going to go out? Fucking, oh man, there's always something to do. Uh, I will just, I will keep cross-listing. I will look on Facebook Marketplace to see if I can flip anything from there onto eBay. Um, I will make, I'll try to make a YouTube video, make a podcast. Um, something productive, on, huh? Yeah, stay up on inventory, test more items, look on stuff for Amazon. Just, there's, there's always something to do, especially when you're in this game. You know, yep, yep. You gotta There's keep up to date. To yeah, I know what's what's hot and what's not for sure. And okay. I, I've I've seen a lot of people who will just go on eBay and just literally look at like stuff that's sold, and then like like this like crazy stuff, like a rubber stamp that sold for twenty thousand dollars, and they'll be like, oh, you know, <laughs> like I gotta I gotta find that. Uh, all right. Dude. So, what about your your what are your best and worst buys so far? All right, this is a good one. I remember us talking about this one. Um, my best. My let's start with the worst buy: a fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> a bow and I arrow. A, I bought a massive bow and arrow. It. I don't know why I bought it. I bought it for seven dollars, and it's because I saw the the brand. It's called Bear, like a whitetail hunter bow. And I looked up comps, and I saw a ton of these vintage ones going for like two, three hundred dollars. I was like, mm-hmm. let's fucking go. You know, I'm picking this up all day. You know, I don't know how to uh-huh. ship it, but I'm going to get it. So I picked it up, came home, did a little more research on it, and found that <laughs> it was worth like 20 bucks. Uh, so Okay. Well, you're, not pro- you're probably not going to get much for that, if anything. But, uh, hey, at least, at least it was a cheap buy. $7 isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just chilling in my room, taking up tennis space. Fucking bow. <laughs> all um, right, what about your best buy? Oh man, my best buy. Or you can probably. give me like a top three if you, if you, if it's better that way. I know my top, my number. All right, I'll give you top three. Number one is probably going to be um that that like it was like um a sledding hill Christmas decoration to where it like loops around. There's like a sledder that goes down a hill. It's like on a magnet, mm-hmm. and I bought that for two bucks and sold it for two fifty. Whew, that's pretty At, good. After Christmas and before Christmas, I probably could have got like 350, 400. So that was Damn. nice. 
That was like and a then, special item or something? Yeah, it, I think it was discontinued, and there's like there was no active listing, so I was the only one on the market. So I had nice. like total control. Um, number two would be the a Disney poo jacket. Paid thirteen dollars, sold it for like two eighty or something to a dude in China for a jacket. Yeah, it had Winnie the Pooh on the back. It was the one that the rapper X XXX Tentacion was wearing when he got shot and killed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, same so, style. Yeah, I sold like three of those. There's like really? a couple different styles. Yeah, and I sold a couple of them all over two hundred bucks. Jeez. So yeah, I I don't want to give give too much of that info away because I'm gonna <laughs> dominate that market. But um, hey, man, you're not. I know you're not coming over here to Oregon to go thrift shopping. So you can tell me, I'll pick it up for you and I'll take care of it over here. Do it, man. All right, number three, the third one would be that uh, power slide projector. I just I just got and sold. I paid eight bucks, sold it for one fifty, and it had none of the features. So I I didn't <laughs> test it. It had no slides in it. It had no cords, and the buyer literally had no idea if it worked or not. And they like told me that, so I just you know I was and like, you just took right. it anyways. Yeah, hell yeah, man. It was it's not bad. Not bad at all. And those, if they're complete, they sell for five hundred dollars. So everybody's got a wow. Um, everybody's happy there. Yeah, for sure. So that's well, that. Awesome. Well, I do have to say, I've I've gone through my list that I had for you here. As far as reselling goes, but I do have um, oh, good. I do have a question as far as outside of reselling. Yep. What else, or or what do you do as far as spending your time? I know you spend a lot of time learning new things, um, but is there anything in particular that you have enjoyed doing recently, or learning about, or or moving into, or adding to? You know, something mm-hmm. something aside from reselling. Um. Your next big interest? Well, at the moment, I've actually just been focused on, you know, reselling. But, you know, I love, I'm, I'm very, very obsessed with, like, traveling and that idea. I know we talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, you talk you talk about it too much. But you got to do it. I'm like, bitch, I'm waiting on them, on them flights, man. Like, <laughs> I can't <laughs> book a flight today. You know, that shit's expensive. Um but yeah, All so right. I'm going to going to Florida in like a week, and then to do thrifting, and then You're going to Florida for thrifting. Fuck yeah. Okay, well tell yep. me about that then. How how does that work? How do you go to a different state to go thrifting, and then what? You're gonna ship it back to your house or fly back to your house with it in a suitcase? What's the, what's the plan for that? So I bought a checked bag, and I'm gonna bring it empty, and then come back with it full of shit. All right. Well, what happens when you're Get overfilled. You're not ship worried about it, overfilling. Ship it? it back to my house. Okay. Okay. So uh, I've heard a lot of people who do that. So um, if they get oh, like really? a huge thing, like a VCR player that they don't want to bring back in their check luggage or whatever, they'll literally mm-hmm. just ship it back to their house from that place. So yeah. yeah so like... I'm going down there to meet a guy from Flip Flip, and uh, we're just gonna chop it up and go hit some thrifts and split everything whatever we find um so mm. i if i find it if he finds it we keep whatever gotcha and so are you anticipating a good enough haul from this that it'll take care of your flight and your trip for you that's the goal man i'm setting that as a challenge for myself and i'm a uh document it for the youtube as well to see if i can pay off for 
just the flight. I'm gonna start just the flight because the flight was like it was like two oh eight, two hundred eight dollars after everything. So I'm gonna see well, if I can offset bad. that cost. Round trip. Yeah. With insurance and Shit, dude, the you can luggage. find another one of those uh, jackets or something and sell that. There's your trip right there. For real. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what the Florida thrifts are like. I hear so many of them, um, and especially in Orlando. There's an, uh, I saw an article to where Orlando Goodwills were saying they have too much stuff. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to come. I'm going to help you all out, man. I'm coming. <laughs> there you go. I'm coming. Yeah, that'll be good, man. That'll be cool. And then you for get sure. some, some extra inventory. How's your how's your inventory at your house looking now? Man, I, I went to Walmart yesterday to go get another clothing rack, and they were out, and they're out until April third. So I'm like, oh fuck you guys! Now I got a huge pile because of that haul I just did. But um, do you uh, do you do any outside shopping for anything else, or do you strictly stick to what you whatever you buy at the thrift stores now? Like, um, are you gonna like since since you're you not mean? gonna be able to find a clothes rack from Walmart anytime soon? Would you still wait for that, or are you going to go and nope. buy one like off of Amazon or somewhere else? Oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm fine with a big-ass pile because it's already pretty bad. <laughs> it's already pretty bad. I should have put up a pic of it. All right, man. Well, that's all I got for you. That's that's it on my end. Appreciate it. Um, you can do some talking if you want for the last couple minutes. Uh, you want me to ask you some questions? I can. Feel free. All right, man. How have you um experienced you know being a reseller like what what did you expect and what did you find is different than what you expected about reselling all right so for as far as my reselling has gone i've only done it for like what maybe maybe three months now maybe i'm working on three Mm -hmm. months um i at first thought it was going to be a little harder finding things and I have found that there's actually so many things that you can just buy real quick and easy and resell it. And there's a huge market for it all over the place. You just have to know where to um, post it, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> so, for example, like like I said, I go to the Goodwill here and they have a ton of clothes. So I go on my Sunday or Monday. I pick up a shitload of clothes for half off, like like brand new shirts. They have brand new clothes too, so those are even half off. Like I've got a brand new fifty dollars Columbia shirt for five bucks. You know, that's an easy yep. resell. For um, sure. I I also do more Nike. I have a Nike outlet store here, and I didn't realize how easy the profits were on that. You know, as far as reselling that, I was initially thinking I got to go to like thrift stores and Goodwills and stuff. But to be honest, reselling is reselling regardless of what you're picking up. So there's there's a Nike outlet store here where I buy clearance, brand new clearance items for like 80 to 90 percent off. And that's super easy to resell. You know, it's, it's easy for me to make money off of it. And everywhere I put it, it's easy um, to resell it because I can put it for so cheap. So people and it's want new, you know, yeah, it's brand new. People people want brand new Nike for super yeah. cheap. I put it up for like 50, 60, 70 percent off in my store and I still legitimately double my money. So I'm happy. They're happy. Like it's pretty badass. So I would say, um, one thing about reselling is it's actually a lot easier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And there's room for all of us to win. Well, yeah. When you realize like there's definitely a huge buyer's market out there. When you go and look at people buying stuff online, there's people buying clothes on Poshmark every day. There's people buying stuff on eBay every day. If you look at an item and you look at sold, 
you see like I bought I bought an old Texas instrument calculator. I looked it up. I bought it for five bucks. I paid a little too much for it, but I looked it up and I sold I saw them selling that same day for twenty to thirty dollars, you know, and I saw five or six of them all sold on that same day. It's like, oh yeah. This is, this is crazy. It's crazy yeah. how uh practical it all really is, you know. Yeah, and so another thing that I thought was going to be a little harder, or I guess not harder, but maybe more difficult, just because I haven't done it very much, is shipping things. Like, I never ship anything. I never <laughs> I never send anybody <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I do, it's like, yeah, I bought it off of Amazon, and I shipped it to your address. Like, yeah. I didn't package it. So when I started picking all these things, I'm like, shit, dude, I don't know how to package this. I don't, what am I going to do with this? I have a golf club right now. That <laughs> I got to ship it out. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But, you know, YouTube and Google is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you can find anything on there. So shipping stuff is and, definitely um, been different. And it's, it's all just a learning process, trial and error. People don't get that. People think they got to be perfect and they got to know everything before they start. Like, dude, you just got to start, just do it and learn. If you fuck up, you learn. Yeah, dude. That's um, that's one of my biggest things on life in general and anything you do in life. You know, I have done a lot of different things that I never would have imagined doing. And it's all just because I said, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go and do it. I'm going to go try that. Like I saw a video on reselling. I was like, oh, that looks pretty easy. Yeah, let's just go do that. I got like, like I said, I work at home. I got plenty of time, extra time to go and do these random things. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Let's go, let's go to these stores and check these things out. It was very easy to do, but it's, it's actually going and doing it is like, that's the biggest step, just like anything else. Actually taking that first step to go and pursue or do whatever it is that you're thinking about or that you're interested in. And once you do that first step, it's so easy. It becomes repetition. You get, you start to remember things like, like going to the thrift store, you know, the first time was pretty hard because I didn't know what I was looking for. And there was just so much stuff that I was like, I don't know if I'm missing things or if I'm grabbing mm-hmm. the wrong things. But now yep. that I've gone there so many times, I've sold things for the first time. Like I just sold a golf club and now I'm like, hell yeah. I know so many places that have a whole bunch of good golf clubs like TaylorMade and Titleist or yep. however you say that. You know, I'm like, yeah, I sold one. That was super easy. I'm going to go get a whole bunch more. So, you for know, sure. And the only reason I can say that is because I took that step and I actually went and did it. And a lot of people are very scared to do that. Hundred percent. And the biggest tool that I have personally found is using Instagram and following a ton of the hashtags. So like hashtag thrift, hashtag thrifting, hashtag thrift store finds, hashtag thrift oh, finds, hashtag definitely. thrift store. And literally just scroll through and look at the pictures of what people are buying and then you can look out for them things. Like I've I've been seeing a lot of fucking like dishware, like Pyrex dishware. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge market and I'm like, dude, like I literally pack dishware all the time. Like I don't even think twice about dishes, but these yep. things go for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars and they're on sale for like $2 at all these thrift stores. Yeah. So that, you know? that was one thing for me is I, I initially focused on clothes yeah. until I saw, um, through flip flip actually like shout out to that guy. I saw on his feed, like different items that I can instantly recognize that i saw at my goodwill and that's when i started like branching out because initially i just did poshmark because it's very easy mm-hmm. poshmark is super super easy to deal with like take your pictures post it up you share it around it gets liked and purchased it's very easy yep. um and since i have like abundance of clothes all around me that's what i focused on but seeing pictures of people selling different items 
uh, on Instagram or in videos, um, like the stupidest thing, like Gary V doing his, his mug, his coffee mugs. Yep. Like I didn't think of doing that, but then I found coffee mugs and like, you can find some badass ones. Like, um, like exp- I found a smiley face, this yellow smiley face mug. I paid 50 cents for it and I saw them all selling for 15 to $20. I was like, yep, I'll take that. But I didn't know anything about that until I went and looked at different things that people were selling. Exactly. It's the biggest help. I think, um, it's just, just seeing what other people, you know, were buying, you know? Yeah. And the, those, uh, and shoes too, you know, For shoes sure. was very, um, shoes to me was kind of tricky. I like doing shirts and jackets because they're pretty easy. Um, as far as sizes go, you know, yep. um, shoes, I was always skeptical on, but then I started seeing people posting up shoes that were being bought and how often they were being bought. And I started looking for them. Like, this is insane. People are spending so much money for these shoes and I'm about to pick up for $3. Like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. For sure. Quick. Um, what are your top three shoe brands that people should look out for at the thrifts? So me personally, I mm-hmm. s- straight up always go for Nike, but you do have to check the shoe that you're picking up from Nike. Some mm-hmm. shoes are only sell for like five bucks, whereas some of them will still sell used for like 60, 70 bucks. So yep. that's also coming with that's experience and knowledge, knowing your product. Um, I like Nike. I do like Michael Kors. I found out that that's, that's pretty easy flip. Um, and then I don't have necessarily a third one, but I do pick up other shoes. You know, I, I, I look for more designer brand shoes outside of my Nike, um, as a, as a major brand, you know what I mean? For sure. I found that, um, running shoes are money like Brooks, Asics, Hoka, mm-hmm. look out New for balances. hundred percent. Look out yeah. for, if, if it looks like a running shoe that a mom or dad would wear, like a suburban <laughs> uh, middle class upper yep. middle class uh family would wear buy them shits their money yeah do you know what i've also found is that even though some shoes are super flashy they may not be worth shit you know i found mm-hmm. some shoes that were like 10 bucks so i was like solid and they look very like flashy a whole bunch of colors and stuff and um, i put them up and i haven't really got any attention to them Whereas, like, I found some shoes that look basic as shit and, and right away sold the same day, you know? Yep. Kinda, that's that's uh, another one of those, like, things that just comes with experience. And if you're reselling shoes, uh, one of the best markets is just going to be Facebook Marketplace, man. Really. Really? People, Facebook like, Marketplace, lo- huh? Local people fucking love shoes. I don't know why, but it's because we get them so cheap and you can just list them so cheap. And then they see them, they want to buy them. Like, I, if I see, mm-hmm. like, I sold a pair of Target <clears throat> brand boots for $35 like literally probably more than the retail price yeah that's not bad target target brand like you know something you could literally walk into target and buy for like 30 bucks i sold that and it's just because like they don't really care if they like the like the product they don't care about brand or any of that shit they like the product that they see in the pictures they'll Mm -hmm. be they'll hit you up and buy it people love buying shit for no reason especially the way the economy is yeah, you know? dude, I I buy shit for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super guilty of it. I saw something on the other on the other day on Facebook Market in my neighborhood. I'm like, oh, dude, that thing's sick. I'm gonna go buy it. And yeah, see, and it's I, just I, the I ease. It. It's, it's the ease easy. of access. You know. Yeah. Gotta love Especially it. Here. All right, let's. Uh, we we gotta wrap this podcast up. It's one of the longer ones. 
Um, usually it's around 20 minutes, but this one is full of a ton of value. I, um, I'm very glad we actually went a lot longer because we talked about a lot of things, you know, like shoes, what to look for in thrift stores, what not to pick up, just, you know, overall experiences that everybody can actually gain value from, you know? Mm-hmm, um, so I like stuff. this format. I like this format. I like how you ask me questions and then we got to asking you about some things. Um, you know, it's just a ton of value in this fucking podcast. So everybody yeah, go buddy. check out. Hey, shout out your website, uh, the blog, if you want. Are you ready right. for that? So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started doing a blog site. It's um, it's called mymillennialhustle.com. Um, it's going to be based more on like different styles of hustles, different things to do to help grow and build your hustlers mentality and along with, you know, different ways of making money aside from like a normal nine to five job trying to stay away from those. It's actually fucking dope. Um, you guys should really check it out. It's not some bullshit. Um, you know, like you have to pay five bucks to enter. No, no, it's Uh, it's not going to be like that. It is, um. It's meant to be informational, you know. I'm trying to provide as much information as I have to help others. Um, but I do have to say, I, I'm still working on it. It is it is visible. You can see it. There's plenty on there. But it is a work in progress. So stay tuned to see more content coming out. I'm trying to put up as much as I can as I, as I come up with things. You know what I mean? For sure. I'll put that in the description. Um, I'll, you know, just everybody just keep hustling. Keep doing everything you can um, to make ends meet. If you're having a slow day, there's always something you can do. And, right you know, on. I hope this, these podcasts brought you some value, um, you know. so Right on, right on, man. Well, peace, I appreciate you having me out. on here. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate yeah. you asking me all these questions and, uh, you know, start my morning off, even though I woke up a little late. But, yeah, yeah we're I'm getting it go. done. I got to go hit my Nike store right now. They got 30% off clearance. I'm going to go check it out. Let's get it.